Help everybody to be attentive. Lord, I ask that your spirit would speak to us through your word and that you help us, Lord, also um, as we uh, prepare for the Lord's Supper later on tonight. We love you, Father, in your precious name I pray. Amen. Alright, well, we read there John chapter number 20. And uh, I don't know if you remember from last week, but we pretty much preached verse by verse through the entire chapter of John, except for the last uh, few verses, and that's what I want to focus in on tonight, the last few verses of John chapter number 20. Like I said before, the sermon tonight is going to be uh, short uh, because of the Lord's Supper, so I don't want to uh, spend too much time, I just want to be able to, to talk about what the Bible is teaching us here. Um, look at verse number 19. Like I said, we preached through most of this chapter last week. And look at verse number 19. The Bible says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. So we see there, um, you know, just by way of introduction, I know we talked about this last week, but we're seeing there that the disciples are gathered together. Now the Bible says, being the first day of the week. It's saying, you know, because it was the first day of the week, they were gathered together because they had this tradition of gathering together on the first day of the week. It says, being the first day of the week, um, and it says the disciples were assembled. You know, it was something they did. And if you look through the entire New Testament, you will never find the New Testament church meeting, you know, any other time in the first day of the week, you know, obviously the Bible says that they met daily, you know, daily in the house and they preached the gospel and, and the Bible tells us that later they met eight days later, but you always see their, their main day is the first day of the week, is the, the day that's uh, focused in on. You don't have to turn there, I'll read it for you, but Acts chapter number 20 and verse 7 says, and upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. And you'll find that throughout the entire New Testament. They met on the first day of the week. And the disciples now are meeting on the first day of the week, they're gathered together. The Bible says they're assembled, and that's what church is, is the, you know, assembling of the congregation. The Bible says that the, the word church means congregation, and I, we've talked about that before. You'll find one verse where it, it's, it's using the word congregation, and you'll find the exact same word, uh, verse, uh, you know, referenced in the New Testament or quoted in the New Testament, and it's uh, quoted the exact same way, except the word congregation is changed to church. And the reason for that is because church means congregation. Congregation means an assembly. We are assembled together. We are congregating together. That's what church is. Church is not a building. Church is a congregation of believers. And these disciples, they were assembled together, and they were having a church service on the first day of the week. And they were, uh, you know, fellowshipping and, and encouraging each other. And I'm sure they were eating together, and they were having uh, maybe time of preaching. And the Bible says in verse 16... Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus unto his fellow disciples, let us also, uh, I'm sorry, uh, I'm reading the wrong chapter there, the wrong, the wrong verse. What I wanted you to see was verse uh, 24, John chapter number 20 and verse 24. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. And that's what I want to preach about uh, tonight for just a few minutes, was the fact that Thomas was not with them. Alright? The Bible says that they were all assembled together, but there was one person missing. Thomas. One of the twelve. And uh, by the way, let me say this. I was thinking, uh, there's something that I had in my mind I wanted to say. And here's what I want to say. 
you know, I thought about preaching a sermon on the crucifixion, since obviously we're having the Lord's Supper, and that's what we're uh, talking about tonight. But, you know, since we find ourselves in John 21, not because of this holiday, but because that's we've been preaching through the book of John, I just preached an entire sermon on the crucifixion uh, just a couple weeks ago. So I just wanted to continue on in our uh, study in John. I wanted to say that, in case anybody was wondering about that. Uh, that was on, on my I was going to bother me the whole night until I thought about, you know, you ever think of, I want something I want to say, but I can't remember what I was going to say, but that's what it was. So anyway, we see there in verse 24. But Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. So this is where we left off last week. When we were preaching verse by verse through the book of John, we left off at verse 24, so we're picking up there today. The Bible says that Thomas was missing. Now before we get into the, the, the sermon tonight, uh, you know, the, the, what I want to get into, uh, go back with me to John chapter number 11. And look at verse number 16. I first want to show you that Thomas is not a bad guy, okay? He gets a bad rap because of the story. You know, he's called Doubting Thomas, and he's called, you know, all these different things. But he's not a bad person. He just messed up, you know, just like any one of us can mess up. He's a sinner, just like we are sinners. But if you look at John eleven sixteen, we see a good characteristic of Thomas. The Bible says, Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, Let us also go. That we may die with him. I don't know if you remember. But Jesus was going down to heal Lazarus. But they were afraid because of the, the, the Pharisees um, had came out and they said they were going to kill Jesus. And they didn't want Jesus to go because they were afraid that he might be put to death. But Jesus said, I'm going to go anyway. And he left to go heal Lazarus. And Thomas stood up and he said, hey, let us also go. He said, he said let us also go that we may die with him. So you see there, Thomas was not a bad guy. He was a good disciple. And he was willing to die with Jesus Christ. But... He had a problem that we find in John chapter number 20, and the fact that was, is that he was missing, alright? He was missing church. He skipped church on the first day of the week when they were all assembled. He was missing, and then look at what happens. You know, number one, I want to say this. He did not know what he was missing. If you look at verse 24 again, it says, But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them. He was not with them when Jesus came. You know, and, and the truth of the matter is this. You know, and, and this is a great subject to preach about tonight because, you know, we're just in the middle of this church attendance challenge, you know. And the whole purpose of the church attendance challenge is to challenge you to be in church faithfully, you know. We preached a sermon on that a couple of weeks ago. But, um, you know, here's another great uh, something to think about. Thomas skipped. You know, the first day of the week, he decided he wasn't going to go, and he did not realize that Jesus was going to show up on that day. You know, and the truth of the matter is that you don't know what's going to happen at any given service. You don't know that Jesus is going to show up at any given service. I'm not talking about Jesus physically, but you don't, you know, you don't know that the Spirit of God is not going to come down at any given service, and that you're going to miss out on something that you desperately needed. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Sometimes uh, we skip church or you miss church and you don't realize that you might have missed, you know, people talk about the sermon that could change your life. And, and, and there, that's, there's, up, you know, there's a debate about that. That's up to debate. Uh, you know, but there's really two ways to think about it. First of all, you could be missing. You know, there's been sermons in my life, there's been church services in my life where a certain uh, subject was preached and it, it touched me and it changed me in a way that never would have happened if I would have missed that service. I, 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 can, I, can, uh, I can tell you about sermons I listened to that explain certain doctrines to me that I just never understood or, or maybe struggled with or didn't really comprehend. You know, I could, I could, uh, I could tell you, I, I listened to such and such sermon by so and so and I understood a certain thing that I believe till now, you know. And the thing is that, yes, you could miss a service at Verity Baptist Church and not realize that at that 
you know, first day of the week, Jesus Christ showed up and Thomas missed it. Thomas missed the fact that Jesus in his resurrected body came to church that day and appeared to them and physically ministered unto them and he wasn't there. And you don't know when you miss church what sermon you're missing or what, you know, what you're, you're going to miss out on that might be helping you. But even more than that, you know, forget about the sermon that could change your life. Just think about the consistency. You know, more than one sermon that changed my life, or more than just, you know, a handful of sermons that I could say, man, that was a great... You know what there's been in my life is just a consistency of going to church and just weekly listening to people open up the Word of God and teach me the Word of God, and then that growth that happens from consistency, from just being in church, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and getting a sermon from the Bible, from different parts of the Scripture, different topics and different things, and that consistency of just being in church and learning the Bible, and you'd be surprised how much you will learn if you were just show up. You know, you after a year of just being in church consistently, you'll finish that year and realize, wow, I've learned so much, you know. But here's where we fail is when we miss here, we miss there, we, we, uh, we're not consistent with it, and you don't know who's going to show up. You don't know that the Holy Spirit is not going to use a text or use a sermon or use maybe some words that the preacher might say to touch your heart and help you. Thomas missed out on Jesus you know, he, you don't know who's going to show up. In fact, he thought probably that Jesus wasn't going to show up. He'd just been crucified. You know? But here's the thing. He missed out on the thing he needed the most. You know, because you really, we got to put ourselves in the, in the mindset of these disciples. For the last three and some odd, you know, three years, three and a half years, they've been following Jesus Christ. They've been with Jesus. They believed on Him as the Messiah. They believed on Him as the God-Man. They, they've left their, their homes and they've left their, their properties. They've left their businesses and they're following Jesus Christ. And this man whom they gave their life to was crucified, was killed. You know, go with me to Luke chapter 24. Let me, let me show you. The Bible kind of opens this up a little bit for us. Look at Luke 24 and look at verse 13. Luke chapter number 24 and verse 13, we find a very famous story. One of the appearances of Jesus Christ when He appeared from the grave. And look at what it says in Luke chapter number 24 and verse 13. The Bible says, And behold, two of them, referring to two of the disciples, went that same day to a village called Emmaus which was from Jerusalem about three score furlongs. And look at verse 14. And they talked together all the things which had happened. They're talking about the fact that Jesus died. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Now, understand, Jesus resurrected from the grave. They don't know this yet. They've heard that He resurrected from the grave. They've heard that there's no, you know, that the grave uh, is empty, that the tomb is empty, but they... I haven't seen Jesus yet. They don't really know what's going on. In verse 16 it says, But their eyes uh, were holding, and they knew not Him. So Jesus appears, but they don't recognize Him as Jesus. The Bible says that, you know, later on it tells us that their eyes were open, uh, and they were able to see who He was. But at this point, they don't recognize Him. And He said unto them, look, look at what Jesus said, What manner of communication are these that ye have one to another as ye walk? And look what He says, And are sad. These disciples were probably depressed at this time. These disciples were very sad at this time. These disciples had lost their, their, their most treasured, you know, loved person, Jesus Christ. God in the flesh, who had been following for three years, was died, had died. And they don't know that He's resurrected. They don't understand that. You know, they don't know that somebody just didn't take His body. 
party. They don't know what's going on. And they're walking and they're talking and they're sad is what the Bible says. Jesus shows up and he says, why are you so sad? Now, unfortunately, we don't have the time to read through the entire text. It's a beautiful story. But pretty much Jesus begins to have a conversation with them. And he explains to them from the Bible that the Messiah was supposed to die. And he was supposed to resurrect from the grave. And uh, just drop down with me to verse 30. And look what it says. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, they've already traveled and now they're eating together. He took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave to them. And look what it says in verse 31. And their eyes were open, and they knew him. So now they, they say, whoa, this is Jesus. And he vanished out of their sight. And look at what they said in verse 32. And they said one to another, did not our hearts burn within us? While he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures. You know, the, what helped these disciples more than anything, after going through these last three days, probably the most horrible days of their lives, when their Messiah had been crucified, they were like sheep having no shepherd, they're just scattered, they, they don't know what to do. What helped them the most was this, the fact that Jesus showed up. When they saw Jesus, and they knew it was him, and they had seen him with their eyes, the Bible says that they said, did our hearts burn within us, and they were glad, and they, they, the Bible says they got up, and they went back to tell the other disciples, in the middle of the night, they went back, and they were excited, but you know what, Thomas missed out on that. When Jesus appeared to Thomas, he missed out on it, why? Because he was missing. And here's the thing, you don't know what you're missing, when you're missing. You don't know what you're missing out on. You know, you don't know that God, by, and think about this, you know, if, if, if the devil puts something in front of you to get you to miss church, you know, if, if, if a situation occurred in my life where it seemed like something just happened and it's trying to force me to miss church, I would think that's when I need to be in church the most. Because if something happened, I got a flat tire on the way to church or, or whatever. If something happened that's trying to keep me away from church, then I figure there must, the devil must know that this is, the, this is the sermon I need. This is the text I need. This is, I need to be there. You see what I'm saying? You know, because if, if, you're, if, if you're just coming to church, you know, whatever, uh, and nothing happens, then hey, you know, the devil might not be at work. But if they know, man, this is going to, you know, they know the pastor is going to preach something that's going to help this person. And then he puts a stumbling block in front of you. That's when you want to be there. You know, and Thomas missed out. And then think about this. The Bible doesn't tell us what Thomas was doing. But whatever he was doing had to have been so minuscule compared to seeing Jesus resurrected from the grave. Don't you think? I mean, whatever he was doing had to have been so unimportant. But the truth of the matter is this. Every time we skip or miss church, we tell God, whatever I'm doing. You know, I, I, I remember when I was a kid, uh, we were in Little League. And, my, uh, you know, we were... We played Little League, and my dad has always been the type of person, you're, you, you're where you're supposed to be, at the time you're supposed to be. But you know what? At about 6.45 p.m. Wednesday night, it didn't matter if it was, you know, what inning it was. It didn't matter if it was the playoff games. We, we left and we went to church, you know. And he took us to church. But you know what? The, the, the point is this, that if, if my dad, you know, or if us as children would have decided, you know, let's go ahead and, and you stay at the game, you know. You're up now, and it's ninth inning, and, and, and you could win the game, or it's, it's an important game, or it's a championship game, whatever. You know, what you're really telling God is this, that game is more important than you. You know, if I skip church to go to work, what I'm telling God is, that work is more important than you. Whatever I stay home to do, I'm going to stay home because there's a certain show I want to watch. I'm going to stay home because of whatever. You know, then what you're telling God is, that's more important in my heart. But is it? Was whatever Thomas doing, he was washing his hair. Whatever he was doing, was it more important than being with Jesus? No, it wasn't. And what did he need more than anything? Was to be with Jesus. At this time in his life, 
when his whole world had fallen apart, the most, the most exciting thing that could have happened to him is the fact that Jesus showed up. But he missed it because he wasn't there. He missed it because he, he, uh, he didn't show up. He decided to forsake the assembly. Now look at verse 25. Not only did Thomas miss out when he missed the church. You know, and, and let me say this. Our church is not the only church, you know. Obviously, I'm not saying go to some liberal church. But if you're out of town, if you're on vacation, you know, my wife and I used to do this. We won't do this now because I'm pastoring. But before we, you know, before we have started a church, if we were out of town on vacation, we were still in church on Wednesday night. We are still in church on Sunday night. We are still in church on Sunday morning. Because you know what? I wanted to tell God, God, you're more important to me than this trip. You're more important to me than whatever. So, uh, you know, Thomas missed out on Jesus by missing church. But not only that, look at verse 25. Missing church led to a bad attitude. Missing church led to a bad attitude. Look at verse 25. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he, Thomas, said unto them, Except I shall see his hands, uh, his hands, the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now here's what you got to remember. All the disciples at this time were having problems with the faith, with understanding. They didn't know what was happening. But none of them came out this strong and said, unless I touch him myself. He said, I will not believe. He said, why, why did Thomas have that attitude? The only disciple that had that attitude, that put those feelings into words, he was also the only disciple that was missing church. And you know what? If you miss church enough, you know what's going to happen? You're just going to get cold to the Word of God. You're going to get cold to the Bible. You're going to get cold to Jesus Christ. And that's what happened. He said, you know what? Unless I see it myself, unless I touch it myself, I will not believe. But not only that, not only did he have a bad attitude because he was missing church, but others missed him at church. When he was missing, he missed out. But when he was missing, others missed him. Look at, look at verse 25 again. The Bible says, The other disciples therefore said unto him. So the other disciples, after Jesus appeared to them, they went to, to Thomas and they said, We have seen the Lord. You know, they were excited that they saw Jesus and they went to Thomas. Why did they go to Thomas? Because they noticed he was gone. He was gone. And they said, Man, we got to go tell Thomas. Because he missed out on Jesus. But you know what that tells me? Is that he was missed when he was gone. And you know, when you're gone, you're missed. When you're gone, you know, people take notice of that. And they say, oh, where's so-and-so? You know, because that's what church is about. Church is about being a family. And church is about getting together. And church is about fellowshipping and loving each other. And he was missed when he was missing. But not only that, look at verse 27. Look at who else missed him. When Jesus appears to him again, the Bible says in verse 27, Then saith he, now this is Jesus, to Thomas, Reach hither my finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. Now Jesus shows up, and as soon as he shows up, the Bible says he looked at Thomas, and he says, reach hither thy finger. He said, behold my hands. He said, reach reach hither thy hand, and thrust it in my side, and be not faithless, but believing. You know why Jesus just immediately identified Thomas, and spoke to Thomas? Here's why. Because the first time Jesus showed up, he noticed, where's Thomas? And the second time he showed up, he said, hey, there's Thomas. And obviously Jesus is God, he knew what he said, and he said, here. You said you want to feel me? Feel me. But you know what? Not only did the disciples miss Jesus, I mean, miss Thomas when he was missing, but Jesus missed Thomas when he was missing. And the truth of the matter is, you know, that the Bible says that the church is the house of God. And we come here for the fellowship, we come here for the singing, we come here for the activities, we come here for all those different things, the Lord's Supper. But you know the most important thing you should come to church for is to commune with God at His house. You say, is this the house of God? No, this building is not the house of God. But when we assemble together, we are the house of God.
notice, you miss out on what might have happened. Jesus took notice. Look at verse 30. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of His disciples. Actually, go back to verse... Uh, I wanted to touch on this. Look at verse 28. Well, let's just read 27 again. Then saith He to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hand, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, Look at what Thomas said, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not God. Is that what he said? <laughs> Jesus accepted that. When, when Thomas said, my Lord and my God, Jesus didn't even acknowledge it. He said, you know, of course, I'm your Lord and your God. You know, other times in the Bible, and I don't have time to show it to you, but there's times when angels appear to, other, to men, and men bow down in front of them, and they'll say, no, 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 stand up, stand up. I'm not, I'm not God. There's times in the Bible where other Christians will come back from the dead and appear to certain people. Like, uh, they appeared to John the, uh, when, when, when he was writing the book of Revelation and he fell down to worship and he said, no, 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 stand up. I'm not God. I'm a man just like you are. You know, all throughout the Bible, when somebody falls and worships somebody who's not God, you know, unless it's like some sort of idolatry, they'll always correct them and say, no, 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 I'm not God. Don't worship me. I'm not God. But when uh, Thomas fell down before Jesus Christ and he said, my Lord and my God, Jesus did not correct him because Jesus is God. Okay, I never want to miss an opportunity to show you that from the scripture. You know, so many people attack the deity of Jesus Christ, but he is our Lord and God. And Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen, and yet have believed. Look at verse 30. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written, that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. I love verse 31. It's a beautiful verse. It says, But these are written that ye might believe. What are we supposed to believe? That First of all, that Jesus is the Christ. That means that Jesus is the Messiah. That means that Jesus is the one that God was going to send to take away our sins. But not only that, we don't just believe that he is the Messiah. We also believe that he is the Son of God. Which means he came from God. And that believing ye might have life through his name. How do we get life? Is it through the communion table, like we were talking about on Sunday night, where the Catholics, you know, I read that straight from the Catholic uh, catechism book, and it says that they believe that life, eternal life, is dispensed through the communion. The Bible says that believing ye might have life through His name. We have life through Jesus Christ. But, the, like I said, I want to preach uh, a short sermon uh, tonight. I just want to deal with the verses that we uh, didn't get to last week. But, what I want you to grasp, the idea I want you to grasp is this. You don't know what you're missing when you're missing. You don't know who's missing you when you're missing. And you don't know that God is missing you when you're missing. So why don't you just decide, you know what, I'm, nice. I'm just not going to be the type of person who's going to miss church. You know, and the, and the funny thing is, you, you get to know people. And you realize there are certain people that are just going to be here. You don't have to worry about them. You don't have to call them. You don't have to, you know, and, and obviously we call certain people, you know, uh, because of rights and stuff like that. But there's certain people that we just don't, you know. I just don't. Hey, so-and-so, they're going to be here. I don't have to worry about them. And then there's some people, you know, there, there's people that call my wife and say, oh, we're, we're going to come to church. Uh, can you give us a ride? And literally, five minutes later, oh, actually, no, something came up. You know, and that happens all the time. And we've gotten used to it. We just know, you know, certain people have certain character. Some people say, I'm going to be in church, and they're going to be in church. You know, I liked uh, I, I liked uh, what what Carol said to me last last Sunday night because her back was hurting because she has back problems, and I said, "Man, I hope you feel better by Wednesday." And she said, "I'm going to be here if I have to be here on my hands and knees." You know, I like that attitude. 
I like the attitude where it's like, I'm going to be in church, you know. But then some people, it's like, oh, it looks like a cloud might be coming in, and I better stay in, you know. It's, in any little thing, you know, just don't miss church. You know, I understand, obviously, we're all going to miss church at some point. You can get saved, things happen. We understand that. But just try to be consistent. Try to be faithful. And, and that way, you know, you don't miss out on something that could have changed your life like Thomas did. So let's bow our heads and have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you, Lord, so much. Thank you for our church. Lord, I pray you'd 